Welcome to another segment of Life Through Kay's Eyes. Well, I've been gone for a little while, you guys, and basically (laughs) I had to revamp, readjust, revitalize Life Through Kay's Eyes. Um, I did put out a little excerpt that would allow you to know that I realized that I was making a lot of casual mistakes, I will call them. Um, Speaking to you all as though you're here in my home and there's nothing wrong with that. But in the same likeness, to be heard, sometimes people have to um, speak with with a certain dialect to be absorbed, to be taken in. And it is my desire for that to happen. So I decided that the best thing to talk about at this time is family. F-A-M-L-E-E-E. We are family. And the other way that we usually say that when we playing around is we's family. So in this segment, I decided that I would start talking about the most important part of a family. Now, the most important part of a family is a mother and a father. A mother and a father, they start the dynamic. Now, some mothers and fathers are married and start a dynamic that way. Others start during the course of their relationship. And then there are others who start um, maybe by by chance, a love affair, secret lovers, or whatever you may want to call it. But they have a baby and become instant family. So, some Luther Van draws, a couple of drinks, stir, and you got instant family, baby. <laughs> anyway, whatever the dynamic may be that would cause them, um, will allow them really to become a family. It, it, it All it takes is two people. One plus one makes three. And that that's the dynamic of that. So when you have a dad and a mom making up a family, because and the reason why I'm speaking about it this way is because this is the cultural base of what we have. Um, the cultural base of what we have in a family, what would we do without a family? That's the question. What would we do without a family? Now, for me, I'm the type of person, I believe family doesn't mean that your blood has to run through my veins and my blood has to run through your veins because I've embraced the many of people who are not of my bloodline in order to be family. I don't believe that you have to be of my bloodline to be family. I believe that I can love you enough, embrace you enough to make you my family. And if I must say, with the love of Jesus Christ, we're all family. We're all family. But then others, we just cling to 
a little bit closer. Now, all the people that I've spoken with um, during the course of of doing the podcast have been with people that are actually my family or I have endured and loved and hold them as family, which I think you can't choose your family, but you can choose who is family. So the reason why I'm breaking it down like this is because we have lost the core essence of our families. That's why our kids are running rampant, saying whatever, doing whatever. And no one is having any um, substance, you know, no moral value. I look at Instagram and I see these young ladies expose themselves. And I learned a long time ago about exposure. Okay, showing everything you got don't get you a lot. You may think it do, but it doesn't. So I've been also speaking in massive terms about patriarchs and matriarchs. Because at some point, we never thought about it when we were kids, that one day you would be a matriarch or you would be a patriarch. Um, I never thought about it. Until I got to a certain age when I started thinking about, wow, one day my grandkids will what, what, blah, blah, blah. And so therefore, it gave me opportunity to see and know that one day I'd be a matriarch. You know, the moment my son told me, mom, you're going to be a grandma. I began to start thinking in that. Um, matriarch standard, you know, what I, what I wanted them to think about me and hold me. And then when reality really hit me is that within a series of a few years, all the people who were my credible others, who were my confidants and allowed me to, to come to them to obtain wisdom they all just started dissipating. And then one day I looked up and I said, I am now a credible other. I'm a matriarch. I am the person that my children call when they want to know, do you mix this with that? Should I, should I do this? The people are asking about such and such with my credit. Is that something wise I should do? Um, all of those things you take for granted that you call your mother or you call your father about. Now I am that person. I am a matriarch and I am proud to be a matriarch over my family. Now, some of the things that are transpiring in the midst of my family, times have changed, whereas Mothers and fathers, grandparents, great-grandparents had the capability of saying things that were life-changing. Now, the, the youth of today 
don't deem us with the same perspective. And the the senses are sharper now. We have so many things out there holding our attention where before, you know, getting the wisdom from them was what you needed. But now you can hit Google Letter. That's my girl, Google Letter, you know. She, she gets down. You know what I'm saying? And baby boy, YouTube, you know. You can go all these different places and obtain information. You have people out there putting out information such as myself each and every day. You know, so you're not the same type of credible other. So what I am grateful for is prior to all of these things coming along, I built a foundation. From the time my kids was little, I would tell them, we are all we have. We're family. And once you keep embedding that in the in the dynamic of your family, it won't go away. That's just like the verbiage in the Bible. Teach a child the way they should go, and they won't veer from it. So it is the same type of essence, the same type of quality. So, as always, the matriarch is the head of a family. I am the matriarch over my family because my credible others are gone and I am all that is left. So I have to to remember that. I don't know if you think about the fact that you're a matriarch or a patriarch and what that means when you no longer have your credible other. What are you instilling in your children? Even if they're grown, there are ways to say things to them, even though they're adults, that will allow your words to still penetrate all the things that are going on that are extra in the world right now. Because these are the things that we're fighting to keep a family unified. That structure is going to be the thing that saves the world as a whole. We, matriarchs, patriarchs, we have to reach our hand back into our family with soft words and get them to a place where they can hear you again over all of the other hoopla that's going on out there. They can hear you saying, hey, you moving too fast. Slow down. Write yourself a plan. Hey, did you consider blah, blah, blah while you're at school? Because see, all of these things, you just, just quietly say it. Not know what you need to do is. See, y'all out there, they can't hear that. That instantly puts up some type of wall 
But if you can softly say, hey, did you consider that you may want to buy a house now? Did you consider it's, it's better than you paying that? You only pay $200 more a month, and now what's yours is an, is an investment. You know, whatever it is that you may be trying to say, these are all random examples, nothing personal, but just random examples. But when I look over all of the the people that are out there, when I began to just listen to what people say about their kids and what and and some people I know, um, you know, personally have watched them as they watched me as we have maybe even parent together, how the dynamics of things are so different. I can tell anybody I did not know what I was doing, but I did listen to the Holy Spirit. And at the time, I didn't know I was listening to the Holy Spirit, you know, but I did. Whatever that little soft voice would come along and say, don't yell about this. Just go ahead and say how you feel that you're disappointed, that you thought something else was going to happen, that such and such, but don't yell about it. Sometimes I yelled, sometimes I didn't. But I think more often I listened and didn't yell when I was told not to than yelled all the time. So I feel as though we need to get a hold of our families. You know, fathers, be it you be with a woman or not, Dig in. Say say what needs to be said. When you have them visiting, say the tough things. That, you know, that's not no time for you to get no brownie points. That's the time for you to mold and make and, and, and cultivate. Okay? Mold, make, and cultivate. I like that. That just flipped right out of me right there, you know? Mold, make, and cultivate because these are the things that make our children better, okay? And, yeah, I'm writing this down because I don't want that to get away from me, all right? Because that just uh, came right out of nowhere. Um, But, really, young minds are soft minds, that's when you can whisper into it, whisper into them and tell them what they need to be. You know, you need to, you need to find what your purpose is. You need to, you're good at basketball. You need to spend such and such amount of time after your schoolwork doing this. We, we have to get back to this place because the family unit is, is being disemboweled. If you look at television, you know, everything is changing, changing. It's, it's okay to just live together. It's okay to have kids however you want to. It's okay for kids to talk crazy. You know, all of these things are being emulated on television, you know, and and be, be, being said and done. I'm glad some of this stuff is 
is on now and not when I was really hardcore parenting because I'm in a slap to pause and someone saying the things that I see these kids say on these television shows. But I digress. I do want to say that we just have to dig in. We need to go back in and dig in deep. Dig in deep. So dads, when you have your, your kids, this is your time, as I said before, to mold, make, and cultivate. Not time for you to uh, play video games or uh, think you have to take them here and take them there and spend money on this and all of that. Because I will tell you what kids remember the most is not how much you spent on me, but what we did that was quality. And so I think you need to get more into that. Mothers, we need to, I know we working and and taking care of it, running everybody everywhere and all of this. But we need to take quiet moments quiet moments to talk to our children as a unit and individually because sometimes in when you're talking to your kids as a whole one of them have something they want to say but they don't want no their, their siblings to know so you have to make time for that together conversation and separate conversation so you can get to know them as a as a unit and as individuals. But I'm saying all these things because being a being a matriarch has made me look into the fiber of my family. When I started Instagram, Life Through K's Eyes on Instagram was just supposed to be a place where whatever we were doing, whoever's birthday, uh, whoever's graduation, whoever's uh, uh, wedding, baby being born, baby shower. It was just a place for me to place these photos with a little silly caption and to move forward. But at some point, it fell in my spirit that this is my legacy. This is my opportunity to make an indelible mark. This is the place that I need to be. This is it. This is it. So now, here I am, about to be the speed limit, and I'm a matriarch. Without a patriarch, but I'm working on that. <laughs> but I, I believe family is everything. Family is the basis and criteria for everything we need to be better. To be better. To be better. It's being dissipated. And it is... Can't even begin to find, find the right words I'm trying to say. Is is just being taken for granted. That's a, that's the best way to put it. It's being taken for granted. What it takes 
to build a family. See, because if you go back in, in a cultural in a cultural stance, if you go back to the time in which we started, the reason why black women stand so firm and hard, you know, is because for six days a week, if you go back to slavery, for six days out of seven in a week, the black woman would be doing what her slave master advised her she needed to do. She was still being a mother, still working, you know, then coming in at night, trying to make some type of normalcy for the little dirt place they probably was in at that time. And one day during the week, the daddy may have been home. Now, this is for those places where there are acres and acres and acres. Instead of them running them back and forth all, all week, they would just make them stay in some type of shack down on the other end of the acreage with the overseer. And they didn't necessarily come back home. And then on the one day you think that you may have your man, Master may come get your, your man if he a big buck and put him with another big woman so that they can make some big slaves. That's what that that that's a cultural essence right there. And you had to be okay with that. You had to net to the next morning be in the field or be in the kitchen and know that uh um uh, Cheyenne or whatever they want to call her, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, Moonpenny, whatever, because they make up some crazy names. Late with your man last night, and I, I just really believe that all these things have led up to the point now where that's why some people think it's. Uh, I know, girl, he did, but he'll be home. You know, no. No, we need to get back to some core substance, core substance about the family unit, the family unit, how it works and the dynamics of it. People are so free now to be like, it's okay. She had a baby, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say straight up and down. I was not proud to be pregnant without a husband. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't walking around with my, these people celebrate themselves in the most elaborate ways. And I am happy that they're capable of doing it. But during that time frame, my goal was, I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm going to raise these kids and they're not going to be statistics. They're not, when you, when you see them, you're not going to see a statistic. You're going to think you know one, but you ain't going to be able to see one. And that's going to that's going to stop you in your tracks for whatever you're thinking of trying to uh, say or 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 disperse towards towards them. You know, whatever you're trying to make them feel like you're not going to be able to do it. You're going to have to dig deep. You're going to have to find something wrong and dig deep because I was going to be here every step of the way. No, I didn't do everything right. And you, you don't get an instruction booklet, but I just took whatever it is I desired 
for them to have and to be and 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 pushed it out of me in whichever way I could I I could so I just want to say I'm happy that I do have them because as I stated before where would we be without family you know um I love all of my family good bad or indifferent you know whatever I feel in my heart for them you know if I'm if I even if I'm angry it soon dissipates even if I'm disillusioned it will dissipate but not be forgotten you know um we need the family unit cousins uncle brother sister grandma granddaddy great grandma great auntie and the new children that are coming along we need all of these things and we need to stay tight 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 so i will say in our family we have a generational curse of unforgiveness of unforgiveness and when when you talk about unforgiveness you think is you know so minor but that's a demon and it has trailed me my family for for as long as we can think so i made a vow that i have to let it go i don't have to like it but i will let it go and once i did that in that area of my life it freed me it freed me to be able to embrace family in all areas so i have a whole series of people with no blood of mine in their veins but i know all of those people i can call at any given moment and if they're able they will come assist me and be by my side that's a beautiful thought that when people aren't even related to you they'll come when you need them then there's family i have a whole bunch of family that i know will come when i need them they may curse all the way there but they're still going to come they're going to ask me 101 questions about why when and where but they're still going to come because we're family and so I know that you all saw the segue with um with my kids about um we family and I'm so happy that they agreed to do a podcast with me and we will be doing that during the holidays all right cuz my son will be home and so they decided that they would do the podcast with me and we're going to have a ball. You're going to hear some some silly stories and and some tomfoolery 
as I am really looking forward to having this opportunity to sit down with my kids as adults because everyone is an adult. Uh, Zanara told me that she's not an adult. She's still a child and she will stay in a child's place, you know, uh, but uh, I'm going to grow her up quick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so I um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, this segue was just about me opening up and kind of giving you guys an insight about what I'm thinking about, about family. You know, this is the time of year when we really get together and you will see your family. So I'm going to say to you, you know, if you're the oldest child in your family, be the strongest child in your family. If you're the youngest child in your family and you are the strongest child in your family, if you're the middle child in your family and you're the know-it-all child in your family, be strong enough to say we don't have to do it like this anymore. We can love each other and love with the anticipation of love but don't have to agree. Because opinions are meant to be more than one. It's meant to be more than one opinion. What would this world be like if we all thought and were the same? So boring. So boring. That's why opposites attract. Because who wants to to be with somebody who likes one, two, three like they like one, two, three? Well, if you like one, two, three, I like four, five, six. We're going to put it together. Look what we got. One, two, three, four, five, six. But who wants one, two, three and one, two, three? Nobody wants that. Nobody. But be 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 the person. Be the person strong enough to say, let's be better. Let's be let's be better than we were before. Let's sit and break bread. Let's be together. Let's love each other. Let's move forward. We've done this on so many occasions, but this time let's be better. Let's not let just a holiday come. Let's meet randomly for no reason. Let's not let it be Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's Eve or Fourth of July Memorial Day. Let's just meet because it's Friday evening. And uh, I'm sitting on the porch doing nothing. Let's just let's just meet because of that. We need the full dynamic of family to move into the next phase of life. Things are changing out there, and if you don't make a strong core base in your family. A place that these kids can run to 
when they go out there and come back and obtain some wisdom from someone outs, someone inside the immediate circle instead of someone outside, instead of an outside person. Let's have credible others inside our circle, inside our circle that we're the ones and what we don't know then we'll have enough wisdom to say, but I know Miss Sally, I know Miss Betty, I know Miss Joan, I know one of them. They they know somebody who knows somebody who was somebody who is somebody, and we're going to get you the information. Instead of them talking to other people that don't have much more knowledge than they do, that's what happens when you don't have a strong family core base. We need that. We need that. We need that. We need that. So, I just want to tell you all that as a matriarch and patriarchs, we need to reclaim our family. Now, my mom used to make me a little salty. She was, uh, 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 I'm the oldest and I, de- I deserve respect and such and such and such and such. You know, and I used to say to myself, that's why you're not getting it because you think you deserve it or whatever. I would think that. But as time progressed, I realized she was saying, hey, I've made the sacrifices and I've poured into you all in enough ways that, you know, I've earned my title as being a matriarch of the family and you should respect me. I I see what she was saying, even though at the time it, it, it just seemed like it was stirring the pot in a sense. But now I can look. We do need that. We need to have that credible other. We need to have that person that we know can can help us. That we can confide in. Women, we got to take back our family. You see your daughter doing something, saying something, being something that ain't cute. Check that. And you don't have to check it in a way where you're embarrassing someone. But check that. You see your son being less than a man. Check that. Check that. Because that's going to go into the future. Because if it's done by him, it will be done by his son. And, and so on and so on. Check that. We have to take claim of our families. Be wholeheartedly there. It takes more work to do that, but we need to do it. It is it is the thing that's going to catapult us into the next level. We need it. We've lost it. We must regain it. It is something that we need to hold ourselves accountable for. 
We are the backbone of the family. And if we don't stand in it, hold to it firmly, and and acknowledge it, we're going to fall to the wayside. We're going to fall to the wayside. Because at this point, we have a series of men out here who thinking they don't need us. Thinking that we're obsolete. Because everything that they can get, they could pay for. So they could pay someone to clean and don't have to, to spend that much money. If they had a baby with someone, they would just take the baby and not pay her child support. That's that's the, These are the, the thoughts that's rambling on over here. If they wanted sex, they would pay for sex. Get it done and over with without any emotional uh, baggage or anything like that to go that goes along with it. But see, they're saying all these things. But you were made for the purpose of holding it down. Helpmate, checkmate. You were made for that purpose. And when you know that you were made for that purpose, there is nothing that can change that. Be all of that. Not just the helpmate to him, but the helpmate to the entity that came because of your union with him. The kids. Help them, guide them through this thing we call life. And at the end of it, there's a reward. The reward is seeing them in their full essence. Seeing them as the people you imagine them to be. But even better, because they're what God wants them to be. You help them to be what God wants them to be. And once you instill all of that in them, then you can raise your hands. Because then at that point, they now belong back to him. And they have to do what they need to do to finish cultivating the rest of their life. And you're just at that point, a sounding board. As as I call myself a consultant, I'm a professional consultant. And everyone knows my office hours are from nine to five. So I've said all I need to say. I just basically wanted to talk about family and what it means and the love of family and and friends that are family and people that are family you have your work family you have your your blood family you have your your friend family you know those people that you call sis and bro you know they're there you love them you know you'll do anything for them cuz they're there for you You know, you have your work family. Those are the people that pluck your nerves between nine and five. Um, And then you have your blood family. They can pluck your nerves uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. So this is just letting you know that we have to get back to the core essence 
of family. Because what would we do without family? Where would we be without family? And if you don't have any direct family, because, you know, there are people who are who are out there who are who don't really have family. They're just going through day to day. They really don't have any family. There there's always someone. There's always someone. That's why you you find people that are in shelters that are call themselves family. People that are in church that call themselves family. There's always an opportunity. You just have to be open to it. Well, that's all I have to say right now. I want to thank you all for listening to another segment of Life Through K's Eyes. I look forward to dealing with you all over the next few weeks. We're going to have the Thomas Thornton clan here. We're going to talk about Kwanzaa. We're going to get prepared for the new year. I got lots of great things going on. And so I just really look forward to talking to you all about life in general. But basically, what? Life through K's eyes. Thank you and good night.